see a beautiful little town. It's beautiful. It's it's damn near a utopia. Dart looks at all of you and says, Welcome to Awenu. <gasps> that was vulgar. Uh, maybe we don't go near the ducks. Hey, go duck yourself. Neil, go duck yourself. Yes, yes, there's been a bit of a, a spot of trouble. Approaching at a trotting pace on all fours is a hippo. Malcolm Beaufort, I am the mayor of Oenu. It's a pleasure to meet you. Durak wants to fight him. I mean, he doesn't want to fight him, but he wants to fight him, you know? Do you want me to rotate you? Um. Yes. Okay, here we go. And I just start twisting. (laughs) (laughs) Doug was laughing too hard. I need to know what was so funny. You asked him what he was looking for, and all I could think of in my head was not another Doug. (laughs) (laughs) There should have been something by now. We don't dig these holes that deep. It's just items. He smells, and he says, it smells like old books and, and sage. Best from afar and far from the best. But it's better than good. It's Good Better Quest. Welcome back to Good Better Quest. Uh, I am your Fungin Master, David Hallman. With me, as always, are my internet friends. Today, we are going to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons for you, you guys. Previously on Dragon Ball Z, you made it to the town of Awangu. It was a veritable utopia for animals that could talk. It was the village of awakened animal familiars who had either been abandoned or lost their companion, uh, their adventurer, the one who awakened them. You were told by your friends, uh, the, the four little dogs that run the bookstore, that a few of the animals have been going missing. Not through a fight or anything like that. It looks like they're just disappearing. You met with the mayor of the town, a hippo with a monocle named Malcolm Beaufort. He assured you that it was nothing to worry about, but still, you went to investigate the case of uh, one missing dog named Zoe. Durak followed her trail very well out to the Memoriam Valley, which is a place where animals go to remember their lost companions. While looking through, you found the memorial statue, the memorial stone that Zoe would frequently visit. And you found that the artifact buried in remembrance of her owner, Susan, was gone. And Durak, you smelled moth. The drow, I guess you would call her a drow adventurer, who you ran into on your last assignment. And that's where we're at. So Durak, you've just smelled moth. You smelled the the musk and sage 
and and the smell of books and like immediately that pings your memory and it's weird how strong that association is with that smell cash and and you already y'all are there too right yeah yeah okay cool because i know uh siggy is still back at the town but you guys smelling this this smell also smells familiar to you but you have no association with it kind of like a grandparent smell no, more like you have smelled this before somewhere, but you don't know. You can't mm. actually know. You do. You remember where you were when you smelled it. You were at the school. Okay. Yeah. But we, so we smelled the smell. We know where we smelled the smell, but we don't know what the smell is. Yes. Yardy is going to turn to Cash and Durak and, and go, Do you smell that? That smelly smell that smelly smell that smells smelly Durak is um kind of rubbing his fingers under his nose and sniffing in he had completely forgotten about moth but in that moment when he smelled the, the familiar smell he flashed memory of his axe on the enchanting table and this drow woman with the hood speaking words over it and the heat on his hand as the axe lit fire. I forgot about that connection. Yeah. And he uh, kind of tosses the dirt off of his fingers and wipes them on his, on his skirt. Uh, and he goes, uh, y'all know moth. Yardy shakes his head. I say, Cash doesn't, I know of a moth. I've seen a moth. The smell is vaguely mothball-ish, if that's what you're referring to, but sounds like you're talking about a person. Durak just turns his back on him and walks over to the hut with James in it. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he goes up to James and he goes, um, he goes, how's your sense of smell? It's most of what I have, he says. Durak waves his fingers underneath James's nose. And uh, he goes, um, you ever smell a woman smell like this walking past? Yeah, I have. Do you know her name? It was, she didn't give me her name. She just said she was here on business and she, uh, she, she didn't really talk a lot. I made sure, you know, that she wasn't up to anything untoward. She explained everything when she said she dug up, you know, the the plot there. Actually, why did she dig up that plot there? Why did I let her do that? And you see he's perplexed for a minute. My guess is she could be mighty persuasive if she needed to be. All right, where'd she go? Please don't tell Malcolm about that. I. <laughs> this is the only job I have. Where'd she go? I I guess she went back to the town. Wait, she's been in town? I I believe so. That's that's what she said. She said she was in town. She said that she was getting that item at the request of uh Mayor Buford. Can Yardy I'm assuming that because Yardy's a tabaxi that he's got a pretty good sense of smell. Yeah. Can he track that smell? Of moth? Yes. 
Uh, give me a perception check. Can I do something to assist? Before we leave the gravesite, I'm going to scoop up into a little like cloth bag some of the dirt smell. So that way, if he starts to lose the scent as we get into town, we can open up that cloth sack and try to get some of that scent back. Okay, sure. Okay. Durak's going to get on that too, so uh, so we can team up on it. I rolled a 16. Okay. Nat 20. It's... Oh, fuck. All oh, right. I am rolling like a monster these days. Yeah. I didn't think y'all would actually succeed. And we're gonna find her. Um, we're gonna find her and have dinner with her, and like hang out. We're gonna play like we're gonna, we're gonna play uh, horseshoes. It's gonna be it's gonna be a big time. David's like I painstakingly wrote three more episodes, guys. Where you can't you can't solve it right the next, now. The next three episodes are about you trying to find her. Fuck no. <laughs> um, you guys. The two of you begin to try and smell, and through some fucking way, you keep finding small traces of her here and there on the way back to town. It's just along the same path. Like, there'll be a bush along the path, and you'll see, you'll smell something, and upon closer inspection, there's a lock of hair. It's... (laughs) I, I want you to imagine, you know that scene in The Lion King when Simba frumps down on the uh, on that cliff and the dust goes in the air, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and then Rafiki just catches it. So let's let's just say that happened. You guys have been following a trail like she just she tripped and fell somewhere, and that's just left a trail back to town. She just been. The whole time was cutting her hair, just peeing wildly <laughs> along the path. Yardy's very interested in the markings. Just oh, a God. Sure looks like one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it eventually just takes you back to town where you do lose the trail a little bit because these are all animals and they are all very powerful smells. But you're back in the town. Should we go speak with the mayor again? I mean, he seemed to like me quite a bit. So maybe we can muscle some knowledge out of him. What do you say? Uh, I reckon we may as well. Yardy's all about that. He he loved the mayor. He was he was very the the chuffing and the puffing. I, he was all about it. So any chance to get to talk to the mayor, Yardy's Yardy's all about it. He's he's doing circles around Cash and just and just very excited. Cash looks at Yardy. You want to go see the mayor? Do you want to go see the mayor? Who's he the good boy who wants to go see the mayor? <laughs> he gets on all four and his tail bristles. He's like, don't do this to me, Cash. You know what this does. <laughs> his pupils get wide. <laughs> don't do this. I can't control the bloodlust. <laughs> so you guys go to uh, the town hall to see Malcolm Beaufort. Um, or Mayor, Mayor Beaufort. You get in. There's, you know, your typical town hall setting where, you know, there's an empty room right now with a small stage, kind of kind of an auditorium with a little stage and a very short podium. There's no chairs in there right now. And uh, you also see uh, a door as you enter to the left that's got Mayor Buford's name on it. 
there is a deer at a desk uh, right in front of that. And she says, Hello. May I help you? You already walks by and opens the door. You already walks by. Mm-hmm. She says, Sir? Sir, I'm I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I'm sir. here to see my friend. Uh, you you can take notes as we talk. Thank you. And he goes to open the door. Yardy gets in. Yardy pushes past this deer, um, whose backstory I worked on for years. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, Yardy pushes past, and Direct stays in the lobby <laughs> with the deer. <laughs> All right. Why? Why does he stay in the lobby with the deer? What's he gonna do? He. He's going to ask the deer about Moth, man. Oh, okay. If she's the secretary to the mayor sitting right outside the mayor's door, she's going to know if this, like, badass uh, drow person keeps coming in and out of the mayor's office. Maybe she hangs out. Maybe she don't. Either way, I found out something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. This this was, that was partly for me. Because I dig I, it. I was like, man, I thought he'd rush in for sure. Mm-mm. So... Yardy opens the door, and actually inside you see Mayor Beaufort sitting on the floor, and he turns, as soon as the door opens, he says, Damn it, Giselle, I said, oh, um, hello, Mr. Uh, Dribblejaw, yes? Ah, yes, I'm I'm glad you remember my name. Uh, he, He walks up and he sits down on all fours, like a cat. Uh, Next to him? It, yeah, very close. Uh, he he gets just close enough that he couldn't touch him with his hands or with his paws. Yeah. Just outside of paw reach. And he sits down and he goes, uh, It seems that uh, we have found a smell that does not belong to a local. And we just wanted to ask you about it. Um, It's at this time that... You see him sweating. You see flop sweat on his hippo head. Uh, And when you look uh, to the other side of his office, you see sitting on the ground, holding a, uh, a hair clip, is a drow woman in a purple cloak, with a wooden mask and a uh, braid of white hair coming from under the cloak. There is some sort of energy coming from the hair clip, and she does not seem to be cognizant of what's happening in this room right now. And she smells of books and sage and musk. Yardy looks at the lady in the corner and then back at Mayor Buford and goes, Oh, yes, that that's the smell. What is that? Is that a plaything? Can I play with it? What is that? No, no, please don't. She's she's working. She's trying to find uh, citizens. This is, um, this is an adventure named, damn it. Yardy goes up and touches it with her with his tail. He, he brushes his tail along Moth. Um... What kind of check do I need to make? Yardy explodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you like Yardy. Yardy does this, uh, and and Mayor Buford stands up and angry angrily says, "Now, sir, 
I have lost too many citizens for you to be acting in such a manner. Leave this adventure alone. I know Dart hired you. Well, I hired this one. Yardy puts his hand on the butt of his gun, but he doesn't pull it out. But he turns around. His tail is still touching Moth. His tail is still kind of... I guess it's touching the mask or whatever is furthest out, like a cat. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's rubbing it on her nose. Yeah. Um, and he, he has his hand on the butt of his gun, and he goes, Oh, m my dear mayor, w when we arrived, you you said you had not been losing any of your people. Now you're changing your story. It seems to me that that is not what an upright mayor would say about his citizens. Would you care to correct your story for me, your friend, Yardy, Dribblejaw the cat? Give me an intimidation check. Ooh, that's a nat 20. God damn it. <laughs> the dice want this to happen, David. Can y'all stop rolling good? <laughs> like, no, that's okay, because I, I, I was hoping you would succeed here. He pulls a handkerchief out from where you dare not ask um, <laughs> and, and dabs his hippo head and uh, puts it back wherever it was and he says <laughs> it's like a kleenex box yeah he says of course i know that i have lost citizens i don't want anyone to panic i am trying my best to find a solution to this problem as quickly and as quietly as I can. So yes, I lied before. Yardy takes a step forward and lowers his tail. What would cause you to, to panic? It, it seems like Doug is concerned. Doug and Dart are concerned, but they're not worried. They're not panicking. They just want to find their friends. That's what we're here to do. What What's so bad that you need to hide it from them and us. We're here to help. Clearly we can. Derek had stayed uh, behind and uh, was going to ask the deer about the drow woman that would, she'd come in and out and he, he gets as far as, hey, uh, you ever, and then as the door swings, he can smell that Moth is inside. As uh, Cash and Yardy walk in, Durak stops right behind the door with his bear claw foot just inside the door. And, and he stands near the near the open and crack and, and listens. So he's heard all of this. Uh, and at this point, when, uh, you know, when Yardy's hand went to his gun, he put his hand on the door. You know? And now that he sees kind of where this conversation's going, he uh, he eases the door open real quiet, like, and goes, uh, yeah, you don't need help in here. Ah, uh, Mr. Durak, um, I, I hope you heard uh, all of what I just said because I don't, Want to repeat it? Um, no, I heard you. I heard you. I don't like what I hear, though. Yardy's tail flicks, kind of like a beckoning finger. Uh, you you should probably bring Cash in here too. I I believe we will need his assistance soon. Uh, all of you should come inside, please. I'm just sort of wedged <laughs> between uh, <laughs> uh, direct. But I think before uh, when I saw uh, <laughs> when I saw Yardy go one way. And then Durak stand out with this poor helpless deer. As much as I've grown to love Durak, I'm still like, 
I don't know about that situation. So <laughs> I was playing goalie in the door, and then as soon as uh, Durak, as soon as you came and pressed your foot, I think I just, uh, I'm gonna slide into the room. <laughs> like, yes, I was here the whole time. I <laughs> wasn't hiding behind the door. I meant to be here. Give me a deception check. Okay. <laughs> I do have a, a question for you, David. Do did Durax boots just horrify everybody in this town? So I'd like to think, look, I want to just put this into fiction, all right? I'd like to think that, so Durak's not great at a lot of things, right? But I'd like to think that he took some real extra care here, that these are not just bloody, gross, stumpy feet, that these are like, the, that these are like actually tanned and stitched into the leather of his boots and, and, and for real respectful treatment of of this of this carcass because he also has a blanket that's the rest of the bear essentially and so like to a certain extent like the first couple episodes i thought it was kind of funny that they were uh, bloody and gross but like i like the idea of um of him taking some pride in them and then being like really nice and cool looking and not terrifying looking absolutely they're his boots with the fur (laughs) exactly exactly i rolled rolled uh, y'all should know Cash is a deceptive bastard. I rolled a 13 plus 10, 23. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nah, dog. They uh, they buy that. The the fucking Mayor Buford is like, oh, you're truly, truly, had I known such skilled adventurers had come along as well, I would not have hid my, um, my shame. But... I've just, I've been on top of this. I've tr- been trying not to concern my citizens. During this, um, Durak just sort of makes a slow but definite move across the room to stand between uh, Moth and the mayor, who he's now uh, convinced is, at least this situation is the bad guy. And Moth... Moth hooked his axe up, and Moth like saved his life a couple of times. So he's gonna get in there and try to be between this person who saved his life uh, and whomever may be threatening her. So you have your back to Moth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayor Buford says, "I assure you, I mean no harm. I'm sitting here waiting on a response. She against." My wishes dug up an artifact of Zoe's from the Memorium Valley and has been using it to attempt to scry uh, upon Zoe. And she hasn't had luck. Well, she didn't have luck yesterday, but we're praying today that she does. And from behind you, Durak, uh, you hear a voice... A, a smooth, familiar voice say, and unfortunately, it's more of the same today. And she stands up, and she sees she sees you, Durak. And even though she's wearing a mask, in her eyes, you can see surprise. And as a fighter of sorts, you see her instinctively reach for her dagger 
and then she suppresses that instinct. Durak responds by also like reaching for his axe. Yeah. And uh, and then unlike the fist bump that he offers to most everybody, to Moth, yeah. he sort of straightens up and and offers her his hand as a handshake. She smiles. Well, no, never mind. You can't tell. She smiles with her eyes, and she she grabs your hand and shakes it. And uh, they're very smooth, despite the things you've seen. You know her do like how how gritty she can get. They're very smooth hands. Yeah. Cash looks at Yardy and and says, "Have you ever seen him interact with anyone like that?" <laughs> what? weird fist thing. I look like a total idiot. If he put out his hand, I know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Yardy looks back at Cash and goes, he must not like this lady at all. He didn't even give her the ball. You've got to get the ball from Durak to be a friend, clearly. That's it. Yes, good. Yes, Yardy, good call. <laughs> oh my god. He's putting on airs to deceive her. <laughs> Moth uh, looks behind Durak and and she says, "Who are these people?" Uh, Cash is the show and Yardy's the furry one. <laughs> ah, yes, fantastic. Pleasure to meet you. I am Moth. And she uh, she gestures to to shake y'all's hands as well. I do my normal little puff puff yep. back my shoulders and go to extend my hand like forcefully out in her uh i trip over the mare <laughs> all right <laughs> hello it's i'm cash black it's nice to, yeah! and i just <laughs> fall over the mare she catches you and she helps sit cash like like stand cash back up when she stands cash back up she says it's a pleasure, Cash. And she winks at him and goes over to Yardy to shake his hand. Yardy, Yardy extends his hand. He's a little wary because he can't see your face. I think, yes. I think uh, masks for tabaxi are, that's, that's kind of like a no-no. Yeah. Especially because he, again, he doesn't get social cues. So the fact that she is completely cutting off the way that he tries to pick up on people. Oh, yeah. It. It makes him a little wary, but he puts out his hand and... My name is Yardy Dribblejaw. Thank you for catching my friend. Uh, are you are you going to help us with this? We we are interested in succeeding, so any help yes. would be very, well, very helpful. Yes, absolutely. It, it looks like this is a job we're all working on now. Is it? Is it just the three of you? I take it you ain't run into SIGs yet. I've mostly been here... Uh, today. If you see Siggy, you'll probably see her in this big monstrosity of a chair. Just act like it's just act like it's cool. That's what we're doing. I can do that. Absolutely. Mayor Buford clears his throat and he says, Yes, well, if we're all quite done with introductions, um what can be done about my citizens? Durak looks at Moth. <laughs> Moth says, Well, I think because the longer you've been postponing letting people know 
that you have adventures working on this. I, I think because you've been postponing that, the more you do it, uh, the more suspicious it's going to look as we continue to investigate. So I, I think you need to go ahead and let us investigate together now before it becomes an issue. Dart is a ranger, correct? He is actually a fighter. Okay. Is anyone... Someone in that group's a ranger, right? Is that Miles? Um, no, uh, I I misspoke. I Like... Dirt has some ranger in him, but like, why? What's up? What's up? Uh, I was, I, I want to find, a- after we have talked to Moth, if we get the okay to check, I want to get that group to help us investigate, because I imagine that none of us have high investigation, I think, and <laughs> uh, once once we get moving, I think having the the dog parting adventure team with us will help with that. And I I think that they're definitely more concerned than we are. This is a job and we're happy to do it. But I think once they hear that we can really get to investigating where their friends are, that that will help the town, help the the quest. And I think Yardi is is very interested in making sure that, again, he makes friends. So Yardi Yardi turns from Moth and looks at the mayor and says, "Can, can we do this? Are we allowed to tell the people that we're doing an investigation now? He walks over to his desk and pulls out with his mouth a pulls out a drawer essentially that's uh, a long flat drawer that has uh, an ink quill uh, or, or sorry a quill an ink pot and parchment and he clears his throat and goes <coughs> And when he does that, the quill leaps out of its spot, plops into the ink pot, and is prepared to take a memo. And he dictates that you have permission from the mayor to request services and information that normally uh, tall ones would not be uh, privy to under normal circumstances. And then he puts his seal on it, which is oh, man why didn't i make him a seal <laughs> he does he just stamps it with his fucking paw yeah. and takes the entire page up <laughs> no i was i was no i mean like why didn't i make him the animal the seal so the oh. just all for this fucking joke yeah no he he seals it with uh with his tongue actually he he dips it just a little no sorry he seals it with one of his ears he dips one of his little flicky ears in it and flicks the ink uh, across it uh, with, like, you know, the way hippos do. And he says, please take this with you and begin your investigation. Yardy, Yardy grabs it up and he turns to Cash and Durak and goes, get the dogs? Cash, ever since Moth caught him and put him back up, has just been, like, mouth open, staring <laughs> at Moth. Um, yeah. Cash is in love. Cash has, never, <laughs> Cash has never felt this way before. Um, so Cash is just like, uh, what? Yeah, uh, yep, yeah, uh, dogs, yep, yeah, Moss, you, uh, <laughs> you coming? You gonna come along with us? Uh? <laughs> uh, 
Yardy's tail is that question mark shape that the cats give. <laughs> he's just looking very confused. Durak looks over uh, and he's like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Moth with a smile in her, her voice says, I love dogs. And I would love to go and get them. And she leads the way out the door. Yardy follows. Uh, I think he's on all fours to try and get a little bit faster, but he's tucked the note into his belt, which is not holding up his pants because he's still not wearing them. (laughs) (laughs) He's just fucking wearing a belt, like a superfluous belt, Final Fantasy style. Absolutely. It's got a zipper on it. Well, he's got to hold his guns up somehow. He's still got his belt on. Ah, It's got giant buckles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's actually like eight belts, but it's really just one belt. Yes. Yeah. It yes. looks like eight belts, but it's one belt. God. <laughs> so Durak oh, the- <laughs> Durak walks a couple steps behind and um is gonna test the strength of his heart strength because he's wondering where Siggy is and he doesn't want to break the group up. So uh Durak's gonna kinda kinda walk a couple steps behind and really dig deep, like really think. Like and he, and you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, so he's like imagining Siggy real hard and then he realizes he doesn't he can't quite imagine her exactly the way she looks. And then he imagines that horrific chair that just gives him the willies. <laughs> and 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 he and he and he's just reaching out to her. He's like, hey, hey six in his mind he's going, Hey six, if you can if you can hear me, um but I don't six, I don't know, man. Uh six, uh I'm just gonna you feel that string? Six, just let me know where you are, buddy. Just let me Oh hell, I don't know what I'm doing. As as you're saying all this, you don't get any kind of response, but you do feel the string pluck. And when you look down, you can see it Two, Some of the string, there are three strings, two of which are going to Yardian Cash. Yay! And a third that is leading outside of the town hall. Uh, and when you look outside the town hall, it goes to a uh, a, sto- uh, a shop in the village called Scritches. And Durak takes note of that, and then just c- continues along with the with the group. Cash is floating out of the room. Yeah, <laughs> Pe- yeah. Pepe Le Pew style. Yeah, <laughs> on the smell of books and oak. <laughs> yeah. Books and sage. <laughs> As we do. Yeah. As we all do. Moth uh, actually leads y'all to Scritches. And she says, I have wanted to know what the hell this shop is since I got here. I don't know what Scritches is. I look at Yardy. Is it not? I didn't want to bring this. Is it not a strip club? An animal strip club? Is that not? Was that just me? Okay, I, I, okay. Yardy, Yardy stands up on, on two legs again, and he looks at Cash, and he just raises his eyebrows a couple of times and walks into Scritches. When you walk in, <laughs> you see a grizzly bear on the ground getting, receiving Scritches from Siggy in her chair, just on, on his belly, and he's like, oh boy. Yardy, and Yardy has fallen to the floor and is, is like swimming on his back to, <laughs> to get next in line. Just He's just, mm, me next, mm, me next. Inside this store, you see various wooden objects, some with 
uh, slightly pointy sticks on them, some that look like fences with rollers. All of them are very strange looking, but the more you look at them, you realize that they are objects for animals to rub against to get scritches. So it's an opium den. (laughs) The grizzly bear on the ground, uh, when he notices Yardy, says, Oh, excuse me there, buddy. Then he stands up and and he uh, nods to Siggy. And he says, welcome to Scritches. What can I do you for? Yardy swims over. He's doing, you know, the yeah. the, the backfly that he's doing. And he gets up to Siggy. And he waits for her to give him the appropriate amount of Scritches. Siggy gives him three Scritches and stops. He, he holds up his paw at her hand, looking if she's going to do a fourth. And when she doesn't, he stands up and he tips his hat to her. And he she walks around. That tape recorder comes right back out. Three. Three is the confirmed number. Three is the confirmed <laughs> number. Durek, uh, who had purchased a um, a whole roasted chicken on the street uh, before before walking in, uh, sees the bear on the on the ground getting scratches and is filled with a sense of reverence. And it's a little bit weird that this bear is on the ground getting scratches. However, it's understandable. Uh, but he stands. He stands very patiently and uh, very respectfully until the bear gets up and introduces himself or you know says hello and everything. And uh, Durak takes a, like a sort of a grand step forward, and um, he says, um, "My name is Durak Ironhide. I'm a disciple of the bear. I'd like to share. I'd like to share this bird with you." And he and he breaks the bird in half. Bear regard. That's right, bear regard. I love it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the bear. The bear says, "I'm bear regard. It's nice to meet you, Durek." And he holds his paw out for the chicken, and uh, he uh, holds it with both paws underneath him, and he says, uh, "May we meet here? <laughs> I'm pleased to meet you here." And I look forward to seeing you at the Endless River. And he just fucking scarfs this chicken. Durak takes a couple steps back and eats his chicken. And uh, and he's paid his respects. So now he's just going to sit back and wait to see what happens. He, he looks at Durak like up and down and sees the feet. He says, do you remember him? His name was Sitpaw. He was an honorable beast. He fought well. And he, and he pats his chest. And I do him honor by walking with his feet on my feet. Beauregard puts his paw on the claw mark and says, I will remember him too. God damn, guys. I didn't plan at any point for y'all to uh, to deal with the Endless River, but now I think I have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Siggy sees y'all come in, and she sees Moth, and she says, Moth! And then she stops and she says, Wait a minute. You stole the horn. What? Durak, what's she doing here? I think she's doing the same thing we're doing. She's trying to find these missing animals as well. Oh, come on, Siggs. Don't, Don't have your feelings hurt. We're trying to find these dogs. And whatnot. 
and it's a job we gotta do, and we wanna help our friends Dart, Doug, and them. Look, Sigs, I shouldn't have to talk this yeah. much, all right? It's Ma. No, She's yeah. tough. <laughs> you know. I, you know. I was waiting I was waiting for you to stop because I'm polite, but I, I understand. Um No, you're you're right. Alright, Moth. Um it's it's good to see you again, Moth nods and says, It's good to see you as well, Siggy. I'm glad to see you're still wearing the uh the chain mail I made for you and she smiles and, and rubs the chainmail and she says, yeah, it's pretty cozy. <laughs> Yardy is uh, rubbing his face real hard on the corner on, on one of the scritchy things. He's getting his cheeks just real yeah. hardly scritched. And he, he looks back at Siggy and he goes, so everybody knows this scary lady. Are, are we definitely letting her help us? Can can she be trusted? You just said she stole something. That doesn't sound good, but, I mean, adventurers, we kind of do steal things from time to time, so I guess I guess that's okay. She is scary, right? That's not just me. <laughs> Cash pipes up because she's not scary. She's hot on the trail. <laughs> she's hot on the trail. And I have to go outside now. <laughs> and a big uh, 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 ogre hand pats, pats him on the back as he's leaving. And uh, he goes, I trust her. Cash just needs some fresh air outside. Cash, Cash finds a cold piece of metal to lean against and says, perhaps this will reduce my swelling. Um <laughs> Yardy just shrugs his shoulders and looks at everybody. If if we're gonna do this whole adventure with her, he's he's okay now. Bear card watches casually and goes, "Was that weird for anybody else?" <laughs> Only if you make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. He says, "Well, what could I help you find folks with?" Moth brings up the the animal issue and. He says, "Yeah, no, I've I've noticed that I've had some friends disappear. Um, I'm happy to help in any way I can." Yardy turns to him and and asks, "How long have you noticed that people have been missing?" Dart said that it's it's been a while, but he couldn't give us exact figures on how long or how many. Is it bad? Is it a big deal? Well, uh. I thought I could have told you how long it's been going on, but, uh, it's strange. People in the village have only been disappearing for a couple weeks, but I haven't seen any of my friends from the east in months. Yardy, Yardy's ears kind of flick out, and he looks at him and he goes, there's, there's another town from the east? Well, it's not too, so much a town as it is a, a wild settlement. Uh, the, the east is a forest where you, some of our more wild awakened friends tend to stay. They mostly just come into town for a visit or a, picking up some staples or just getting some scritches. Do you think that the the people who've gone missing deal with 
the people in the east much? Would would these people who are gone have reason to go out east and talk to them? Do you think they might have gone missing visiting friends? I don't know. Moth looks at you and says, that's, that's an interesting theory. I'm impressed. And, and Beauregard said, there might be a correlation there. If he, he kind of looks side to side and, and he says, could I ask you, could I ask you something? You're adventurers, right? Yardy, Yardy nods. He, he says, there's something else going on in this town. And I, I don't know if it's related or not, but at night, I can hear my owner calling me. And it's weird, because my owner died ten years ago. Yardy looks at Moth with a very hard look. She, her eyes are wide. Nick, he says, Oh good, the scary lady is scared too. Okay. Uh, So now we're dealing with ghosts. So I believe it's time to find the dogs. And uh, uh, we need more people. We need more people for this. I don't believe that we could do all of these on our own. And he looks at Durak and he he gets real close to him. And (laughs) Yardy, Yardy leans in real close so only Durak can hear it. And he goes, I haven't wanted to tell many people this, but... I see ghosts all the time. I chase after them from time to time. It's very scary. I don't like hearing that there are more. Uh, Durak, who has found a, a nice scratcher to uh, kind of get his back on, like a you know, I mean, you know, like a bear on a tree. Yeah, like a bear. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you know, like, you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's not, not you know, from experience. He's all there. And and however, when he when he starts hearing this thing about the ghosts, he slows down. And uh, he looks down at Yardy. He goes, um, you, you see ghosts all the time? Yardy, Yardy looks at him and nods. And he goes, usually in the ceilings and only for a couple of minutes. I chase them away, but they do come back from time to time. Direct knows exactly what Give me an inside check. <laughs> give, give, me, give me an inside check, Direct. All right, all right, all right. Let's see. Uh huh. 16. All right. You know, Yardy thinks he's telling the truth, but you know damn well what he's doing <laughs> as a cat. You know mm-hmm, damn well mm-hmm. what he's actually is. He's seeing something. It's not a ghost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Direct, yeah. direct just sort of nods because he gets it. Uh, he nods. Yeah. And um, uh, he says, um, it sounds like we're going to have to. Uh, Sounds like we're gonna have to, to to be real brave here, Yardy, and uh, and go after these here ghosts. Beauregard pulls a mason jar out from underneath his counter, and it's got it looks like it's got a honeycomb in it with some very liquidy honey. It's a fairly good sized mason jar, and he says, "I'd be willing to pay you this if you've." Figure it out. I know you can't work for free. 
Durag wants that honey so bad. <laughs> but he's being cool about it. He says, if, if you could find out why I'm hearing my master in the middle of the night, I'll pay you. Cash has been uh, out front <laughs> trying to cool. There's like a trough of water out in front yeah. of Scritches. <laughs> And he's just been kind of like dunking, <laughs> like splashing water <laughs> up on his face to cool off and uh, listening, kind of listening in on this conversation through the window and uh, steps back in. All right, boys, what's the game plan here? We ghost hunting? Looks that way. Yardy looks at the uh, spoils they can get and back at cash and and... He he nods, but the the threat of ghosts is still very. He's very tense. He's very tense at having to chase off some ghosts, but he nods his head in agreement. Cash looks over at Moth and lowers his voice very deep. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, ma'am. I ain't afraid no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Moth. Moth looks, uh, Moth looks back and, and, you know, you can still, you can see the smile in her eyes, uh, as she looks at you, Cash, and, uh, she, she says, you know, I've, I've done a fair amount of busting myself in my years, and she, uh, she flicks her wrist and the crossbow, uh, from her gauntlet comes out. She pulls a shining crossbow bolt out of her pocket and cocks it into place. And she says, and let me tell you something. Bustin' makes me feel good. Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. This episode edited by Nolan Lacey. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music provided by Kevin McLeod and TabletopAudio.com. As always, thank you for listening. (laughs) 